Hey, what's going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to episode one of the Palette Plug podcast. Uh, we are your hosts. This is Corey, and my name is Kyle. Uh, the reason for the podcast and what we're trying to do here is to bring attention to an industry that operates in the background. Not many people know about it, but yet it's still essential to the global supply chain. And so we're trying to bring in experts within the industry. Um, you know, we're trying to bring attention to manufacturing side of things, the environmental impacts, uh, all the good stuff like that. So is there stuff you want to add to that, Corey? Yeah, so what we're going to be doing is bringing in uh, people from all parts of this industry, from manufacturing, uh, the forestry industry, the software side of things, uh, you know, even down to the small guy that just goes out and picks up 20, 30 pallets a day you know, and get their perspective. And we're really, the big goal of this is to make sure that, you know, we're trying to pull away that negative stigma from our industry where, you know, everybody looks at pallets as, oh, that's a dirty, it's a, it's a low life uh, industry, you know. And granted, there are people that are in the industry that are, you know, they it's fast cash. And there's a lot of people that do it for the fast cash. And then there's a lot of people that do it because you can make money doing this and you can make, I mean, I've seen this business take people from being broke to being millionaires. Talk about yourself. And then I've I've seen it go both ways too, man. So uh, the reason I got into it was I was working for Ford Motor Company. And I had an elderly gentleman come by one day and ask if he could pick up our pallets. And I said, sure, they're back there. We just toss them in a big pile. You know, if anybody says anything, yeah. just tell them I sent you back there. And uh, so he got loaded up and come back around, and I got to talking to him. And, you know, yeah. I'm all about <laughs> the side hustle. And so that's where it started out. And we... uh. I started doing some research, you know, before I even picked oh, up really? my first pallet, I had a buyer. <laughs> That's pretty cool. You know, I, I, like, well, the thing is, though, is, you know, because I wanted to make sure that if I was going to do this, yes. I needed yes. to be able to get rid of stuff. And so <laughs> that was six years ago, and it's been nonstop ever since. Uh, my first check, you know, when I first got into this, I thought pallets what were thing? pallets. Yeah, there's no difference. Know, was, yeah. That way for everybody. And I made my first check was thirteen dollars, <laughs> and so it's it's like yeah. and you'll never forget that first check because it's such yeah. a humbling and learning experience from you know going to what I was doing, working on cars to mm-hmm. doing pallets, you know, and a, and I was doing pallets kind of as a side hustle for about okay six seven then, months. Like, yeah. Before I yeah, before I just was like, yeah. you know what, I can do this full time. I can make some killer bank and yeah. I just Yeah, and I it. I think um, you know, money so, is definitely a big like influencer in people's decision to try and start this. I think that uh depending on where you go or what kind of information you find, you know, you can either find uh you know, somebody that, that maybe talks about the, the financial benefit side of it, or you find, you know, uh, somebody who talks about more of like the manufacturing side or whatever it may be. Um, but I think that, you know, yes, a lot of people see it as money 
Um, but it's kind of like you said, it's like a, it could start out as, as a side hustle. And then if it's something that you take seriously enough and like want it to turn into a business and stay committed to it enough and create a process, um, that's where you can actually turn it into a business, right? Like I think for me, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. You could turn it into a business and you know, mm-hmm. the, the Kickstarter for me was my fiance's sister was getting married and a little background on that she's a cancer survivor uh from you know childhood cancer she bought it for oh god man 10 years or so you know from the age of 12 13 and you know my boss came to me i was getting rid of you know mm-hmm. it was like a thursday i think it was and boss came to me and was like hey i know you got that wedding to go to in colorado this weekend but your job's a little more important and right then and there that yeah, was like yeah. that was it that. i was done you know i was it really yeah set me off inside because i would never let a, a business and you should never let your employer your employer your job yeah. dictate yeah. your family life you know because if, if you do that then yeah they're going to control you and yeah. that's not who i am and that's i would never recommend yeah absolutely like that like and that. especially like you said too with with the background to it whether they knew it or not it's kind of regardless you know like for somebody to just like completely invalidate um you know their employee is pretty dumb in my opinion but bringing it back you know it's kind of like that's the benefit to what you're doing now right is like you have the freedom and control to take back your time and like do what you want with it and schedule uh your weeks as as you please and as as um you know your schedule accommodates and so i think that you know just kind of bring it back and like you talked about yourself i'll I'll talk about myself a little bit too like it was the same thing you know i I was in sales many for many many years i worked with um like a, a couple of different startups and for me, it was it was just that, you know, like I saw online, it's like, oh, you could sell pallets and you can make money. And because I never had like the uh, the old man interaction like you did, you know, <laughs> like mine, mine was the Internet. Um, right. But then learning about it, I was like, OK, well, you know, everybody wants to sell you on something. Everybody wants to tell you that you can make tons of money with very little work or very little effort. Right. So I kind of was like, let's figure out what this right. actually is about. And so I kind of like went out, started talking to people and like you did, you know, did a little bit of research and said, okay, this makes sense. I could see where I could go. I could see where I could pick up pallets. I found my local pallet yard, so I knew I was going to be able to uh, make some money right off the bat. So went and got a truck, started selling to the yard. And then eventually, once I had enough suppliers of my own and, and was able to store inventory, uh, that's where I ended up like pursuing my own customers. Did that for a little bit. And then eventually meeting these uh, these two individuals that aren't too far from me uh, in New Jersey, and and they wanted to get involved, and so I ended up selling them my truck and like a couple of my contacts that I had, and um, yeah, just kind of like showed them a little bit of like how to load the truck real quick, and they ran with it and took off, and I'm pretty sure they're doing pretty well for themselves right now, which is good to see. Um, but then you know my transition into brokering because I was like, oh well, I have sales skills, I have. Um, the knowledge of like how to build a lead list and how to do research on like who to contact and all of those things. And so brokering worked out fairly well for a bit too. 
Um, but with that, it's, you know, there's not a lot of loyalty um, when it comes to your customer base, depending on, like, for you, I think it's different, right? When you're in person and you're talking to that person every week or every two weeks and you're getting a check handed to you versus, like, over the phone, you're just selling them pallets, you know, like, they're going to go for the cheapest option versus with you, they work with you because you're a business owner and they like you, you know? Um, oh, yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, I've got... I've got customers that deal with me just because, you know, we work through the, yeah. you know, through the pandemic together and, you know, they can call me and, hey, you know, I'm going to bring you a load of pallets and, or, hey, I need a load of pallets yeah. like <laughs> three days ago. Okay, yeah. cool, I'm on it. You know, I got you. But, you know, like a lot of people, you know, you sit back and you, you hear about, oh, you know, Atlanta, we're doing 13 14 dollars for bees and you know that's probably exaggerating but if you ever sit back and watch mm-hmm. the guys out in atlanta georgia and the east yeah. coast those yeah. guys are killing it you know and you know everybody's like oh well i can ship them to california okay cool ship it to california but when you talk about cost mm-hmm. cost of shipping something right now right. is yeah astronomical you know where diesel is you know, five, four yeah. to six dollars a gallon. You know, nobody's going to throw a, a, a load of pallets on a semi truck, and it's not going to cost make you. Sense. You know, the days of oh, yeah, well, no, it's going to cost me eight hundred dollars no, to run it across no. the country. No, and that's whatever. my it's issue too fun. with with brokering. You know, it was, it was cost. It was the consistency in which you're able to provide a product at a certain price does not did not necessarily exist so it was issues there and then issues on the customer side but if uh you know not to cut you off just to to kind of finish like where i was coming from too or like where i'm at now right like i have that the the facebook group of the pallet professionals which like i'm thankful that you're in there too and helping people out um but i just try and provide advice provide assistance you know people reach out to me directly provide a little bit of guidance but um, ultimately, you know, my goal is to build out the customer base on the Pallet Plug uh, website that I have, which is like the database for Pallet businesses. So to kind of like come back again, it's like I after brokering, I was like, okay, I love the business, I love the people, I love like the concept of it, but I, where are the issues in the industry, and how can I use what I know to fix it, right? And so that's where I saw marketing and advertising was an issue and kind of like brand recognition uh within the industry and so that's why i made the pallet plug site is so people can go on there they can have their company listed in in a database for pallet businesses so if somebody comes on there they know exactly what they're going to find um but on top of that bring more of that personal side of the industry out you know where i interview them i'll do a blog post if they want to do a video we get we can do that too um and it just really gets to know them, you know, why do they do what they're doing? How do they get involved? Um, And really puts more information out there too for customers. So when somebody is like looking for a company to work with, they find my site and and somebody on there and they can learn all about them and be like, oh, wow, like this guy's been in the industry for 30 years. You know, it builds more of that personality and, and reputation. And like you were saying too, where it's like people stick with you when they like you, you know, no matter... Well, I guess it depends on the situation, you know, but a lot of times if they like you enough, they'll probably stick with you. 
Well, oh yeah, pricing. of course. Pricing has a lot to do with it. You can price yourself out, yeah. of, out of the industry yeah. so fast, you know. And I've never done like when I first got into this, and I was selling mm-hmm. pallets to just the pallet yard. I never realized how much money I was. <laughs> well, they don't want the you table. to. <laughs> right until I until I yeah. got on the pallet flipping page, yeah. and then it was like, wow, like these pallet. I'm I'm losing seven to eight dollars a pallet. Like I was leaving that much. But on it the depends table. how you look at it, though, right? You know, because I think that the important thing to take into consideration is why they're paying you the price that they are, and like why they're selling the pallets for what they're selling them for. You know, like if you don't if you don't have a facility, oh, if you don't have like if you only can fit twenty pallets in your pickup truck. And you're like, I'm gonna. Why am I selling to the pallet yard? I gotta go find customers. It's like, well, maybe it makes sense for you to continue to sell to the pallet yard because you don't have storage. You know, you don't have a space where you can repair, and that's the best situation for you. You know, it's like you you picking up pallets, going and selling them, and making a couple bucks. Like that is the best situation for you right now. But down the line, you know, if you want to progress and turn it into a business, um, like that's where you can start to invest in and take the money that you're earning from that and set it aside to continue to, to reinvest. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's been, it's been a wild ride. You know, the last six years I've had a shop and then I've had it where I were back in my backyard doing stuff. And then, you know, I landed this shop that I have now and, you know, I cannot, I cannot complain. Like, the price is astronomically (laughs) cheap. And when I say astronomically cheap, I'm in a 30 by 50 warehouse for $650 a month. But I also have, like, man, I want to say, like, half an acre of outdoor space. Okay. No. Unfortunately, it's not. But, I mean, we're in a small town. You know, there's 15,000 people that live here. Gotcha. Everybody knows me. I grew up here. Uh, I'm oh. fourth generation okay. from this town. And everybody yeah. kind of knows that so I'm kind of a you be. They're so, like, don't touch Corey's pallets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had I mean, I've had people yeah. come by and steal pallets, but it's not like, it's not like, oh, my I God, see. they took 100 <clears throat> pallets or they took, you know, 200 pallets. It's, oh, I'm missing yeah. Six pallets today. Okay. Now, now if I catch somebody, <laughs> yeah. Take yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't blame you on that end. But, um, but to kind of, you know, summarize, since this, this is, uh, you know, the first episode, I think that some, some important things to kind of mention are uh, just like getting into it. You know, do, do your research. I think that's, that's number one, right? You know, take the time to sit down and look in your area for warehouses or, um, you know, the, the multiple warehouses. I'm trying to, a bit like business parks, you know, like warehouse parks. Uh, do your research and try and find those areas. See if they're local. See how much it's going to be or how much time it's going to be for you to travel out to those places. Um, check your local pallet yards. See how many there are around you. Maybe go out and talk to them. Um what else? You got something? I, I, I feel like if you're talking, I'll, I'll be able to think of another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely! And like, you can go down to your your local city, uh, 
most cities have like a economic development okay. corporation you can go talk to. You know those those get those mm-hmm. little entities of the government, and I'll say that because they're private companies. They're privately owned, but they're set up okay. in our government, yeah. like city hall and stuff like that. But most of those will have a list of like businesses, and uh, you know, as far mm-hmm. as going to like the warehouse parks and stuff like that. Some of them are gated. Yeah. Some of them have security. Um, around me, really? none of them do. Uh, yeah, it's. It's crazy. Like, a lot of businesses around here don't even have cameras. And so, uh, but at the same time, you know, knowing knowing your industry, yeah. knowing what's going on around you yeah. is huge. For instance, like, so I live in a small town that okay. runs on cotton and oil. So we have a lot of agriculture. We have a lot of oil and gas. Right. So pallets are plentiful. Sometimes pallets go out, but okay. most of oh, them really? just come so in you... and stay. So, right. so it's a benefit for me, you know. And it's kind of funny though, because the kid that I grew up with, he's a real estate agent, mm-hmm. got started doing pallets here recently. And I'm a nice guy, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to give you this little map. Oh wow, that's nice. Where to go pick up pallets? Because I'm doing, I'm doing like 50 million other things too, and sometimes I don't have time to just go pick up. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Five here, five there, and you know he's got, uh, he's got a. Okay. <laughs> he had a Ford Ranger. Nice. And he was borrowing a trailer. Okay. Now he has a Chevy Silverado, and a little bigger trailer. And I mm-hmm. kind of showed him how to stack them on the trailer so he can get like sixty, nice. sixty-five pounds. No, no. Trailer. When you're starting out, that. like that's that's solid. So going from where he was only being able to bring like 30 pallets yeah. at a time and it was crazy man cause like dude would load really? that little Ford Ranger to the top man and just <laughs> go crazy with that's it. funny and our drop off the, the pallet yard they have okay. five locations here in West Texas so the nearest one to us is like 35 miles away so he was making wow. like two or three trips you know, just to bring pallets in, and he finally, I guess, sold a house okay. and got nice. some money and bought a truck and did this and did that. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. That's rock star right there. You know, that to me, yeah, I don't mind mentoring somebody like that because that shows that hey, they want this. You know, this is more than just a weekend money. But I always tell people when you get into yeah. this, yes, do your research, find mm-hmm. a buyer, find your local pallet yard. Uh, very fortunate in our area there's like 15 pallet yards it's pretty easy for you to find so a place that, that really shows be- <laughs> yeah oh god yeah it just depends on yeah it depends on yeah. who's paying what you know because certain mm-hmm. pallet yards pay more for certain pallets certain pallet yards you know like the standard 4840 some pallet yards pay yeah. you know five six bucks three dollars for cores you know, and some guys like me, I'll pay up to three dollars for a pallet. That's what you can and that's do. Like, yeah, you know, that's, that's top. Yeah, that's where you're at. And that's I think that I that's yeah. like that's reasonable still. You know, depending on like what it is and and where you're at and who's coming. But I think too the biggest thing with the 
the yards is like you get to see it you know like you get to see how that operation runs and what's required of it and how like they're not they're not like they have tractor trailers a lot like the big yards like they have um they have tractor trailers that are just like sitting at facilities getting loaded with pallets you know like i don't think sometimes people don't realize that and like what a drop trailer is and how there's that side of the business and like you know there is a a scale in which it's something that it's equipment based you know this is very much a like you got a ford ranger you can go pick up 20 pallets you get a trailer you can go pick up 60 pallets you get a bigger truck you know so it's it's just kind of like recognizing like where you're at and where you want to be at and it's is it something that you want to keep moving with because you know like i think the beauty in the group is being able to see like all of the different types of people out there and and them trying to adapt to their local industry you know like there's a guy uh that reached out to me the other day that like wants to start manufacturing new pallets um and like wants to you know go in buy all the equipment for it and everybody in the group was kind of like hey like that's a good idea but maybe like don't take a loan out you know like maybe like may like do it do pallets for like a year see how much you make and then from there like if it if it makes an income for you then you know at least you can pay your loans off versus like just going head first into like equipment and and new stuff like that's kind of scary and you're signing yourself up for something that you don't really know how it's going to work out just yet so um oh uh, oh yeah absolutely and uh you know that's another thing too is, is you know know your yeah. know your industry yeah. know what's around you uh because like you know lubbock texas it's a manufacturing town so there's a lot right. that comes in and goes out you know and stuff like that but then you go down down the road you know 200 miles to midland odessa texas and they're not a manufacturing town they're oil and gas that's what that gotcha. city those cities thrive on so you have all this equipment coming in i can guarantee you you could go to midland odessa and i'm probably going to spark some interest on this but uh you can go down to Midland, Odessa, Texas, and pick up 100 pallets a day, regardless, easily. And I'm not talking, you know, just broken pallets, random pallets. I'm talking 4840s, like, It's going to see, like, a, a flood of people there in the next couple of days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, though. And I tell people, I tell people this because we have, so we have, like, 15 yeah, pallet companies in Lubbock, Texas you know, in in our general West Texas area. And everybody's like, oh, I can't find pallets in Lubbock. Well, yeah, because there's 15 pallet companies and there's like 200 people that do pallets. (laughs) Like, you're not going to have pallets when it's saturated like that. So I I try to stay out of Lubbock. Like, I've got my customers in Lubbock, and I'll go pick up my little hidden spots and stuff like that, and it's so funny because, you know, I have a, I got a buddy of mine that Mm -hmm. does pallets too. His name's Gary. Um, and he's like, "Oh man, I can't find no pallets today." And I'll just like drive around his the where his yeah. warehouse is. I'm like, "Dude, I found like thirty pallets." Was it like, not willing not to to pick up that too? Just, you know, or was it? Well, he is, but it's he he likes the big we the all big do. licks. You know, when I, when I say a, a lick, you know that's that's a slang term for yeah. you know. Oh my god, man! Yeah. 
you know, there's there's pallets, and you know, and, I, and there's been times that I'll be driving around, and I'm like, God, man, I just need some pallets, you know, just thinking, you know, mm-hmm. all right, God, give me something, and I'll turn a corner, and I'll never forget this, man. It was a Wednesday, yeah. middle of the week. I'm in my hometown, Leveland, Texas, small fourteen thousand. I'm driving around looking for pallets, and I'm yeah. like, God, I need pallets, man. And I'm driving down the road, and all of a sudden, I see a fence line. And now, mind you, this oh, fence line is like a football field long. That's One gate to the other, nothing but pallets. Five rows to be picked deep. up. Uh, I think, yeah, there was like, man, I wanted to say there was. Oh, and then were they all like forty forties and usable, or just kind of? Uh, I would say probably that's eighty percent of them were forty eight forties, and they were new, like nice, clean. Uh, in so and they come with like sugar, oh. and whatever the acid company uses for putting down the okay, oil interesting. down in the hole. But so I stopped in and I talked to him. And he was like, "Dude, we'd be happy for you to haul them off, say less, <laughs> like free." And I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, say less. I will be here every day That's until awesome. every one of those things. Still a customer gone. today? And nice. Dude, yeah, oh, yeah. So, you know, and it's crazy, though, man, because I was stacking these, these yeah. pallets 22 high on this trailer. I had a half-ton yeah. Chevy, 18-foot trailer. And, I mean, I was just as high as I could get them, strap them That's down, awesome. get them to the pallet yard. And, like, yeah. I mean... It's definitely, you can, exactly like you said, you can go two yeah. ways with it. You can go out, get the loans, and right build it from there. Which, or you can do what everybody else does, start picking them up and selling them to the pallet yard, which I've always, I always tell people this. Mm-hmm. What is your end game goal? When I say end game, what is your big yeah. picture? What do you want? You know, do you want to be that millionaire sitting on the beach in the Bahamas? Or, you know, do you want to be that uh, that little side hustle, just, you know, hey, I'm trying to make money for the weekend, right. take the kids out to the fair, you know, go to the bar <laughs> with the boys on Friday yeah. night and, or whatever. You know, you have, yeah. to, you have to know your, your end game and, you know, do your research as far as your your mm-hmm. uh, industries around you, uh, you know, know your end game. You know, know where you want to be. You can take. I mean, through the pallet business, you can scale. Yeah. Well, so fast you can, but you also yeah. can't, right? Because isn't it dependent on work ethic and like your surrounding? You know, like you. Oh, yes, oh, but yeah, but like you said too, in the area where there's 15 pallet yards, like it's probably going to be hard for somebody to scale there, right? Like depending on what they want to do. Yeah, I mean you can, but I mean if if you're willing to you know drive an hour yeah. outside of town and stuff like that, then absolutely. Because I mean, dude, I cover an area of 25,000 square miles, and you would be surprised. And people think, man, that's that's a huge area. But right, so it's like you got no other option but to do like, that. <laughs> yeah, 
like you can on on a clear on a clear sunny summer day, no wind, yeah, no dirt blowing in your face. Man, you can, dude, you could see up to 30, 40 miles away. Yeah, like just wide open spaces. And so some of these towns are, you know, 15, 20, mm-hmm. 30 miles apart. But, you know, you can go into some of them. And some of these towns are so off the path that, you know, if they have a small business oh, like a feed I'm, store. Feed oh, stores yeah, are that was huge. my first customer. I always tell you that. Feed stores, feed stores, man. Guys, if you can go mm-hmm. in and talk to a feed store owner and not somebody like – we're, we're going to say yeah, like, no, like tractor a, like supply, a home Jeebos, uh, yeah. like yeah, yeah, like a mom and pop. You know, hey, we're in a town of twelve hundred people, but we got this one feed store, and they supply everything. Yeah, for like or if they're like part of a co-op miles. too, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely, co-ops are huge, and you can go in and you mm-hmm. can say, hey, man, what do y'all do with your pallets? Some of them send them back, you know. And I have a, I have a customer down in Midland, Texas that the way we got started out is they had posted hmm. their pallets on really? the marketplace. And, yeah, so they wanted somebody to come pick them up. And I was like, cool, man. Got real good friends with the with the owner's son. We started picking them up. And what it was is the company they were getting their stuff from would uh, okay. give them $3 gotcha. credit. If they sent back the pallets. But right. if they sent them back. But here's the kicker. They would have to load them on a trailer and like take a, them back. Oh, like a semi? And because the yeah because the the, the semi trucks didn't belong to uh, the feed company they were just a you know gotcha yeah Joe Smith's trucking company all right cool I got a load for you buddy it's okay. got to go to Midland I need it there tomorrow you know the independent truckers yeah yeah I know pick up pallets yeah I have I have seen that you know where they'll be like hey man what are you gonna do with those pallets yeah just load them up. And, you know, if they're in an area where there's a yep. pallet yard that they know of, you know, they'll, you know, I've been at Travis's yard and he'll get a phone call from a trucker. Hey, man, I've got like 20 pallets, cool. 40 pallets yeah. on the back of my truck, man. You want them? You know, they'll pull in, they'll yeah. unload them. Yeah, or um, go. I know that they'll try you and know? like maybe yeah. sell them to the next warehouse too. Like they try and do a little entrepreneurial thing themselves. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, it's like every, there's a niche in this there's a way to to try and make it work for you in as many different ways as possible and it's really just like accepting the the position that you're in and i think also like um the biggest thing too like you talk a lot about the or you talked a lot about the like you know uh business-based things but i think the the personal-based things is is something that a lot of people have to be honest about as well is like what is your true intention of doing this like you said like you you had said like figure out like where you want to go with it but i think you have to be honest with yourself and be like what what do i value you know like do i actually want to start a business to become a problem solver and to help businesses resolve issues that they may experience or do i just want to make money you know because i think that that's 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 a huge thing when people go into business is like if you go into something planning your exit strategy you probably shouldn't start in the first place, you know, because an exit strategy, I feel like is something that after years of doing something, you go, okay, you know, I, I've now decided that I want to move away from this. But when you're just getting started, like you should be full speed ahead. And the only thing that you should be thinking about is, 
um, continuing to progress the business further to get it to a point where like you need more people to help you, you know, versus like selling it off. It should be how, how am I going to get it to the point where, you know, I have so much stuff to do that I need people to help me out. I, I think that I, I'm just a big like problem solver you know, don't do it for the wrong reasons type person, you know, because I just feel like sometimes I see a lot of people with the wrong idea of like, I just want to make money. And, you know, they, they don't, they don't care much about the ethical part of it. They don't have a lot of recognition for the businesses. And it's like you said, too, at the beginning, right? Like, we want to change the, it seems as though the stigma towards palette people is not necessarily the most positive one, you know? So um, by by making people more aware of the intricacies of this business, I think that it, it would promote more of a, like, positive uh, attitude towards, towards it. You know, if people are like, oh, okay, like, now there's, like, knowledge and education behind this. And, like, you know, people aren't suggesting that people go and steal pallets in the middle of the night uh, from a business. You know, there's people out there in the industry who are directly advising against that. <laughs> like, do not go to a business and steal their pallets at night. You know, like, oh, go yeah. there during the day, have a conversation with somebody, call them, email them, like, whatever it is. But don't say, hey, I'm going to come take your pallets, you know, and then just show up in the middle of the night. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah no. I don't condone pallet theft. Well, not only do I not condone pallet theft, but it's actually a really? federal felony to steal pallets. Yeah, so look, if, if you ever want to dive okay. into it, look up the Hobbs Act of okay. like 1952. And basically it's mm -hmm. interstate commerce, and that's what pallets are. They're part of the interstate mm -hmm. commerce network. Now, if you roll up to a place oh. and pallets are sitting next to the dumpster, 99.9% .9 of the time... Yes. You can just load yes. them up. Nobody's going to question you. To me, that's a yeah. universal. Yeah, thing. absolutely. Hey, gone. You know, yes. if they're sitting out on the curb, you know, a lot of places mm -hmm. around me will it's have, they pallet. have signs. Right. You know, they'll say free pallets. And so, uh, it's actually pretty cool, man, because a lot of them, a lot of the businesses around here will give you pallets. It's kind of nice. It's not in Jersey. Yeah. That was never the case. They're just like, "What are you going to give me for it?" And it's like, "Oh, yeah, well, okay." <laughs> yeah, well, and that's funny though because like okay. I deal with a lot with like dairy also. farms. Uh, so we okay. have yeah dairy farms. So around mm -hmm. where we live, we have oil, gas, cotton industries, real massive. Uh, dairies mm -hmm. uh, are huge. Uh, we have several cheese companies. Uh, Hillmar, Laprino. Uh, I mean, we have like Gandhi. I don't know if you all have Gandhi's milk up there bell. or not, but I think a lot of that, I think a lot of like yes, that stuff is so much. regional, local. Yeah. So, you know, but go out and talk to these some of these people like i got a dairy that mm -hmm. I, I deal with up in plainview texas and you know they were they were really nice and they were really cool you know they're from okay. i want to say they're from scandinavia mm. is where the family's from and so they were all cool and stuff like that and they're like oh you know of course i have natural red hair you yeah, know, I, I had got a red, red beard so i feel you <laughs> 
And as soon as they found out I was Irish, they're like, oh, you're going to pay this. Why? Like, on, they, they, they didn't like. Nice. Well, we have a huge. Yeah. They don't we'll just leave that. I don't know. <laughs> they were going to make me pay extra. Yeah. Well, even even the Mennonites, man, That's the right. Mennonites like, just make you pay because too. they want money for it, or yeah. it's because like okay, because well, okay. they understand the value, you know. And so, and I've met some really nice Mennonites that are farmers. We have huge, huge. huge we have one town in Seminole, Texas, that is completely ran by Mennonites. I mean, the city council, the mayor, like everybody, like that town runs. On Mennonite power, and so like to go down there and talk to them. Some of them are really cool, and then you talk to like the older generation, and they're very like standoffish. So it's kind of yeah. like you you navigate yeah. who you talk to, how you talk to them. Uh, yes, the respect absolutely. goes a long ways. I think that's huge. And of course, being from Texas, you know, you pull up on somebody's oh, dude, property at uh... night. And you get yeah, caught, you're probably I, going yeah, to we don't. <laughs> that was I was the one thing <laughs> when well, I was Texas. when I was visiting there last year. Uh, my biggest thing was like I think I, I was telling people I was like I think I became a safer driver when I was down there, and they're like, oh really? Why? And I was like, because I was afraid of getting a gun pulled <laughs> on me. You know, I was like, in Jersey we don't have that. You know, people will be super aggressive drivers. But anyway, it's nothing against. I'm not saying that that's like a common thing down there. I was just saying, you know. Like, but also your roads are just insane. Like the speed limits are regularly seventy-five miles an hour down there. So it was. Oh yeah, well, and then you get down like around El Paso. I mean, it's, it's you got so much distance to travel, you so know. it makes sense. But um, to oh, to absolutely. what you were saying though, I think respect is huge. You know, and I think that there's the good and the bad that comes with running your own business, right? You, you, you get to stand up for yourself and be your own boss and kind of determine how you, you want to handle yourself and, and situations with other business owners. Um, and, and that's like a good and bad thing, right? Because if, if you don't recognize like what you're kind of doing or saying or the impact that like your actions may have, then like it can kind of come back against you. But, um, at the same time, you know, I think that, for me personally, like when it came to sales and when it came to this stuff, like I loved it. I think there's so much pride in being able to walk in somewhere and say, Hey, my name is Kyle. I am a business owner. This is my business and this is what I do. And this is how I'm trying to, to help or trying to see if there's a way that I can help you in your business. And, um, I think that that's kind of it, you know, just recognize that sometimes people want your help and sometimes, sometimes people don't. Sometimes people want to tell you to F off and sometimes people politely say no, you know, like there's going to be a variety of different people and experiences that you have. And it's the beauty of owning your own business and, and, and kind of just like capitalism, in my opinion, you know, like it's there there are so many different types of people that you get to interact with and, and come across and and it teaches you too, like what kind of person do you want to be and what kind of business owner do you want to be? Like you, you might come across people who just treat you badly and you're like, wow, I never want to be that type of business owner. You know, like I know that I want to be the guy that like people look forward to talking to and calling and asking of something or, um, you know, I'm the guy that's reliable. I pay, pay everything on time and, 
Um, if somebody asks me to do something, I do that on time. Like, I, I don't. I, I think that that's why I just I, I love the industry and I love the the sense of ownership and and truly how. I want to say almost anybody can get involved in this. You know, like I, I really think, like, oh, dude, I know you've seen it, like crazy rigs to secure pallets to cars and things like that. I remember when I was down in Texas. Um, this dude literally meant made a bracket for his Dodge Neon and, and he was able to stack like 10 pallets on top of his car. And every day he consistently showed up to the guy that I was working with down there, uh, to, to sell pallets. And it was like 10 a day, every single time strapped to the top of his Dodge Neon. But, um, I, like, you, you know, if you want to do something, you stay committed to it and you stay determined. The funny part was, like, he made it a routine where he would come, he'd get 10 pallets, he'd sell the 10 pallets, and then he'd drive across the street and he'd go to the, um, the scrapyard and sell, like, any other scrap or something that he had found throughout the day. So uh, that was that was his little business, you know, and that was his little thing that, that he had going on. So it's it's just cool to see. Oh, yeah, and, you know, and, like, I've, the, the mm-hmm. industry, it's a commodity business. So it goes hand-in-hand hand with, you know, cardboard recycling, yeah. scrap metal recycling. Uh, and that's another thing. If you're looking for a buyer, go talk to your local scrapyards. You know, I've got a, I've got a scrapyard that buys my nine blocks. Oh, okay. For batteries. Hmm. So they can stack batteries on them. And, uh, so, you know, that's, there's so many people, there's so many businesses out there that need pallets and, but they don't want to pay, you know, they don't, they not necessarily, they don't have the means to pay, you know, 10, 11, $12 a pallet. It's just, it's not viable for them. You know, it's not, oh, hey, I need, you know, they only may need Mm -hmm. five pallets Mm -hmm. for this week versus, oh, well, you know, you call, you know, blah, blah, XYZ pallet yard. Yeah, no, they won't even. We're not even interested. You know, oh, I need 50 pallets. Yeah, we're not interested unless you're buying a semi-truck. They don't even want to talk to you. And that's where yep. the smaller guys like me come in and, oh, hey, you need five pallets? Yeah, pull up. You catch me on a good day and all you need is five pallets, I can promise yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I give them to you. You know, unless you're needing some, like, high-quality mm-hmm. standard pallets. If you roll up on me, hey, man, I just need, like, five run-of-the-mill to something we can set yeah. something on and, and move it around, you're probably going to get – you might catch like an odd size pallet from me, well, but you're gonna probably get it for free, you know, because I have so much mm-hmm. strip material. It is but that's cool that you're insane. doing that and willing to do that because you recognize like how much more value it brings to your business and and them and your community and your network to just say, hey, you know, go for it. You know, you only need five. Let me just help you out this time. And like like you're saying too, dude. Like the the other the smaller yards, like. Or the bigger yards, they they do not want anything to do with that. You know, you you ask for like you said, if you ask for if you if you're even trying to sell them pallets and you have like less than ten, I feel like sometimes they they don't want to deal with people. You know, depending on the situation. So um, 
yeah, I think that that's, that's like an important thing to make note of is that it's like your business is going to be run how you want to do it. And if that's something that you do for people, I think that that's only bringing more value back to, to what you're doing. Um, I was going to tell, I, I don't think, no, I didn't, I didn't say the story, but I was just thinking about um, like miraculous coming across large supply and there was one day I was, like, driving around, I want to say it was either, like, New Brunswick or, like, Newark uh, area of New Jersey. And, like, I I had this whole mapped out area of, like, warehouses where I was like, okay, I'm going to find. And I saw on Google Maps that I was, like, this massive wood pile. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's still there. So I, like, went to this furniture store and uh and they were closed for lunch so like no cars but there was there was one single car in the parking lot and i just like parked next to it and it's this kid smoking weed in his car on his lunch break and i think i scared i scared him because i was just like uh excuse me and he's like uh, and like freaks out and puts it away i was like i don't i don't care what you're doing i just want to know right well, I, mean, yeah, I do car, so, I mean, you know yeah, like, you know, well, our gotcha. version of what a narcotics gotcha. cop looks like in Texas. All right, well, there so, you go. Yeah. I am not, <laughs> for the record. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I scared the the crap out of him, and, and I, I was just like, hey, man, like, I'm just curious. Like, I saw there's a bunch of pallets in the back. I was curious what you guys do with them. And he's like, I have no idea, but, like, let me bring you inside, and, and you can talk to somebody. And so he just, like, introduced me uh, to one of the managers there. They walked me out back and showed me. I kid you not. Like, it was probably, like, three stories high stacked, and there was, oh, yeah, I, like, and it was just years and years and years, but then I was going through them, and it was, like, remember how we talked about, uh, those kind of Frankenstein palettes? These were, like, 4840s that somebody extended out another, like, five inches or something, so it was really, it was... Like a forty-eight forty pallet, but oh, okay. then they had like a block and a, an extension to make it so it was a longer mm-hmm. pallet. Weirdest thing, and it was like every single one of them was made that way. So either they were buying them from someone, or I think they said at one point they were like making their own pallets too. But I just try tried to clear out as much as right. I could um, and turned it into like a haul off situation where I ended up charging them to haul off because they were like not. Mm-hmm usable pallets they were like old and broken down and just in terrible condition like you couldn't even like no, cut no. The, the extension no i would have wanted to but they were so broken and like literally oh, dissolving yeah. in my hand and i was like why have you never cleared this out oh, and they were like we just never had a need to like wow. we have all the room and i was like but you have brand new pallets sitting next to like all the old crappy ones and they just I, well in and the thing is, though, is a lot of it, you know... A huge fire, a fire hazard. hazard. Huge fire hazard. You know, if, if you've ever seen pallets, if you've ever seen oh, yeah, pallets dude. catch fire... Go ahead. Dude, they... It's like lighting a match... Yeah. ...to a can of gas. Like, it is, like, instantaneously, you know, and that's the one thing I think that my city mm. likes about me being where I'm at is, you know, they're the one that... Pallets should never be in a landfill. You know, I get it. They're organic material. You know, you can yeah, chip them up. You can use them for different things. 
yeah, there's so many alternatives. But, you know, am I guilty of taking things to yes. the landfill? There's yes. certain things you have to, you know. But, you know, to, to have a business and to say, okay, well, we're just going to go take them to the landfill because we can't get rid of them, that is astronomically mm-hmm. needs to change. And I think that's a lot of where we can change the outlook of the industry. You know, if you own a business, and I and I really hope that there's business owners that get to listen to this mm-hmm. because they have a pallet problem, and it's not so much of I can't find pallets for my business to ship stuff out on. I'm getting stuff yeah. in on pallets, yeah. and I can't get rid of the pallets. And so, you can always, always mm-hmm. get rid of pallets some way, somehow. I can promise you. If you have a business and you need to get rid of pallets, number put them on one. marketplace. <laughs> yeah, I can promise you. I can promise you there are. Yeah. So many scavengers, and I hate using that yeah. word. Small yeah. guys, the smaller pallet guys, because that's the first thing I do every day when I wake up <laughs> yes. in the morning. Yes. Yes. Marketplace. Craigslist. I want to know stuff. what the, the thing that. Yo, yeah. The thing that sucks about marketplaces, mm-hmm. everybody uses it. And in my, like, you know, in my, where I'm at, you know, we have 15 pallet yards. There, you know, we employ probably about 200 people between everybody. And so, you know, unless, like, and you Mm -hmm. always look at how long it's been on the, on the marketplace, because if it's been there for like three hours. Oh, really? It's that short of a time frame. You know. Wow. Dude, it, it is like, like, just. Ramp, like you could post it, and I can guarantee you within an hour, somebody's willing that's, to show up with a truck and trailer and pull that stuff off for you. But like it is, it is absolutely nuts. And mm-hmm. you know, I've made some really good friends. Well, I say friends, <laughs> I use that term business before. relationships. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, business relationships. You know, I've got people that I can call on. And, you know, same likewise. Yeah. They can call on me if they need something. Uh, you know, and it's always it's it's been really good. There was a you thought know, there. Like, I feel like I'm trying to remember what. Like, yeah. <laughs> I saw yeah, I saw I'm, it I'm escape, and I'm like, there. damn it! I know what you were you were talking with about with it. There, yeah. Uh, but like mm-hmm. with the bigger pallet yards, they don't have time to hire somebody to go and do smaller stuff they could you know they absolutely could well yeah to go do you know Mm -hmm. hey man just drive around go pick up pallets but what company wants to hire somebody like what sense does it make you know like you know it doesn't it doesn't right and so you know when you're you're spending you know i spend on average here lately i've been spending about 200 dollars a day in fuel but i also cover a very yeah, broad area, you know. So, uh, you know, it doesn't doesn't it's not cost effective for the big pallet yards to say, hey, okay, we're gonna go hire mm-hmm. you, and that's what you're gonna go do. So, you know, they allow smaller guys, independent guys, to come in, sell to them. That's how, you know, a lot of them do get a lot of pallets. And then, you know, yeah. like you said, you had the drop trailer programs. Uh, a lot of those, like you can do a drop trailer if you're a small pallet yard and you want to get into doing drop trailers. I would say at least a minimum of five trailers. 
you know, you're, so you're not wrong. Out, you're not wrong. Like that. Well, yeah. You know, like the, you know, like, like Travis's company and, and Tom, Tom and Travis, you know, they have like 90 to a hundred and like probably semi trailers. Yeah. Go ahead. That's just, uh, and I want to say they have like okay. 10 or 15 trucks throughout their mm-hmm. entire, like all five locations and stuff like that. And, you know, and of course they, that's not including, you know, they have trailers at drop locations. They have trailers at this location, at that location. Uh, and they'll do like for a small independent company mm-hmm. like my, like mine, if I'm turning enough volume, they're cool with dropping a trailer off. Mm. You can load it. They'll come pick it up and pay you for it. You know, I don't see, you know, 4840 doing that. Well, yes, they will. 4840 will do that, depending on location and what uh, what terms you can do. Because I do know a couple of the other pallet guys that are a little bigger than me that uh, they've done drop trailers. So they'll sell to 4840 like they have their own little thing? Okay, interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. All right, but, but it, so, yeah, it's uh, like the, if that's what you want to go, if that's the route you want to take, then then by all means do so. I think that um, yeah, it's it's this whole thing, and I think with life in general is sometimes just accepting the circumstances in which you're at, and then creating actionable items that you can move on on a weekly or monthly basis. You know, like when it comes to getting started, it's like. Where am I at? Do I have a truck? Do I have a trailer? Do I have space to store things? Or, like, do I just have to go pick up and sell immediately? Like, is that what I have to do? And, um... Right. And then from there, saying, okay, I... Weekly, I want to pick up 100 pallets. And I want to make this much a month from this. And I'm going to save this much of that. And I know that a trailer costs five thousand dollars so i'm gonna save five thousand and i'm gonna buy a trailer and and a hitch and everything like that so but you know what i mean like it's 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 understanding where you are and then creating items to act on or or, um, things to be able to act on um to continue to just like progress yourself and your and your business forward but um yeah i don't know is there anything else you think uh to to cover or talk about or maybe save it for the for the next episode what are your thoughts uh, yeah. I think we could probably save it for the next episode, but uh, you know the thing is though is is like you said, you know equipment, uh, your your ability to want to progress is mm-hmm. very important. You know, if you started out like Edward, where he was running a little you know Ford Ranger in a borrowed trailer, and he was only bringing in thirty pallets a, uh, at a time. And then all of a sudden, last Friday, you know, I'm sitting there, and he pulls up in a, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a brand new truck, but, you know, it was like a, I think like a, fifth, or no, it had to be like a 13, 14. Yeah. Your model Chevy half-ton pickup in a, new, in a newer trailer. You know, to me, that, that shows that he wants to yeah. grow. He wants to make this more. Yeah, definitely. Of a business. So, I think to me that's, you know, that shows a lot mm-hmm. in what he wants. And, you know, like EJ yep. 
out in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, he's a good you dude. Know, you've talked to him. I've mentored him. You know, when I met him, he mm-hmm. was driving. He was driving for Uber, and I think he's still kind of doing the Uber thing, just because I don't know. I've never understood people that want to drive for it's a little Uber side cash. But yeah, yeah. I guess it's and you okay get to talk to people. You know, if you're if you're a no. talkative person, it's a good way to socialize. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, I talk too much. That's my problem. But at the same time, though, like if you would have mm-hmm. known me like 20 years ago, I probably I was not a people mm-hmm. person. Like I hate talking to people, and now I'm just like you know, as a business owner, I think I think when your livelihood, your you know what you're trying to do depends on. <laughs> talking to people yeah. you get over that fear really fast and if you really want yeah to oh that dude fear, that's what i used hard. to do that's why <laughs> that's why i uh yeah. dude like I, I yeah and like that got that got me over my fear oh yeah a, a lot of things and i think people and i and i think people don't want to start businesses that's I'm gonna go like that's completely fine. left over here off the subject but I don't think people people don't start businesses because of money. Not all the time. Sometimes, you know. Yeah. To me, not all the time. But to me, they don't start businesses because yeah. of fear, fear of failure. And I tell people this all the time when I mentor mm-hmm. them in the business aspect. Yes. Don't be afraid yeah. to fail. Once you fail, and you get back up, and you keep moving forward, mm-hmm. and you realize, hey, that didn't work. But this did, and you keep moving towards that, once you get past failure and once you learn failure and once you make it a friend, is what I call it. Because I'm not afraid to fail. I'll fail a million times before I get it right. You know, I may lose a (laughs) shit. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) It's just easier, you know? Then we don't have to worry about anything. (laughs) But go ahead. Go ahead. Right. So... But, you know, mm-hmm. if I lose an absorbent amount of money and I learn from it, yeah. to me, that's the most important thing. I agree. Don't be afraid to fail. You know, it's just all in how you get back yeah. up. And there's, a, uh, there's a great quote uh, that I love that is exactly what you're saying. And it is, do the things you fear and the death of fear is certain. And, uh, yeah, I have it I have it written up on my board behind me right over there. And, and I... I try to read it to myself every single day because I think that in this it is it is terrifying, you know? Like if you're not the type of person that is like routine and regimented and schedule oriented and process oriented, like and you're trying to start your business, like it is daunting. And this is something that like it's wooden nails, you know? Like it's not that complicated, but there is still a lot that goes into it. Um so th- th- it's still a lot to manage as as an individual, you know, to try and navigate this, learn, figure it out, develop a business, grow the business. Like that is a lot of responsibility um, and it's very intimidating. So the more that you embrace that and like learn to love the fear that comes along with things, I think that it's only going to make things better. You know, like for me, yeah, absolutely. Like when I was, uh, I lived in Philly for, for five years before I moved uh, back to New Jersey. And I, when I was there, I had this sales job of selling like wiper blades or something like that for this like company. 
Um, I know it was ridiculous, but anyway, it was it was not bad. Uh, as far as like the people I got to interact with, I drove all across the city, and there was a lot of places that I did not feel super comfortable in, you know. And like like you said, dude, I. Yeah, but at the same time, it was like, you know, I was like, oh, like like you had said, apparently multiple people, a lot of people think I look like a cop, so I would roll up in a, like, big van that was clearly labeled with the business name and everything like that, and I'd step out and say, hey, how's it going to a new, uh, we worked with mechanic shops and, like, body shops and stuff like that, so lovely people oh, okay. to deal with, um, and I'd just be like, hey, how's it going, guys, and they're like, are you a cop, and I'm just like, no, and they're like, eh, we don't want to talk to you, you look like a cop, and I'm like, okay, like, yeah. like, like okay, sounds back, good, like, I'll talk to you later, but... Um, my point from the conversation is like fear, you know, it's one of those things where you're like a little intimidated, you're by yourself, you, you don't know how this conversation is going to go. Maybe the environment is a little intimidating, whatever it may be. Um, you know, just fucking, (laughs) just, (laughs) just embrace it, just embrace it. And, 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 um, recognize that it's only going to help you grow it's only going to help you learn things and make you a better business owner because you've learned from that experience you know where you were like okay well that was scary last time now i know that it really doesn't matter that much and it's not that big a deal what am i concerned with let's walk in let's have this meeting let's negotiate this deal let's uh you know negotiate the terms for for a contract whatever it is you know it, it just have more confidence in, in doing it by exposing yourself to more of those situations. Oh, absolutely. And don't yes. be afraid of no. People get so scared. Well, they told me no. Cool. Move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They told you no. At least you asked. Well, well, they don't want to... Yeah, they don't want to sell yeah. the pallets. Cool, go back to... <laughs> yeah, <later>. honestly. <laughs> you see pallets sitting there? Dude, I'm telling you. Uh, and you will learn that even like you know you did sales i sold cars you know you learn that you know uh you know people are going to tell you oh no not right now or we have a pallet guy cool go back in two weeks those pallets are still sitting there yeah go back in and talk to the guy say hey look i'm back in the neighborhood i've got an empty trailer i notice your pallets are still sitting there you know, oh yeah, we try to call our pallet guy. Yep. I can't get a hold of him. Go ahead and take. Yeah, him. yeah, exactly. Now your pallet guy. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you next week. Yeah. You know. And so, to me, yeah, that's why I said don't be afraid of failure, because so mm-hmm. many people are afraid of the word no. Not right yes. now. We have somebody. Yeah, absolutely. So me, Ma- make them know you versus that other guy. You know? That, that's motivation, and I tell people, carry a carry a business card with you, which I don't, and I always t- use that famous line. Oh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've been out for six years. <laughs> yeah, I've been out for six years. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, right. I got some on the way. I, I handed yeah. it all out today already. I'm sorry. Uh, give me a posty note, and I'll write my number and name down for you. Uh, you know, and that's. To me, you know, do yeah. I need business cards? Yeah. I think it would help. Uh, flyers, yeah, you know, oh yeah, flyers. Dude. I mean, you know, tell them, you know, tell them mm-hmm. who you are and what you're about. 
you know, and don't be afraid to do more Agreed. than just pick up pallets. Like you can, you can turn the, the, the whole pallet industry recycling. You know, is it's something? It's just a, mm-hmm. a, a a tool, is what I'm going to call. I'm going to call it a tool. Agreed. To do yes. other things, you know, like for instance, like some of my customers, mm-hmm. you know, I sell them pallets, I pick up their cardboard, and then I give them free pallets because they gave me their cardboard. And I know that sounds like really weird. They're like, wait a minute, hold on. This guy's giving but, away free pallets yeah. <laughs> to businesses. It's it's mm-hmm. all in how you market it because I'm taking – they're only getting a percentage back on their cardboard through pallets. I see. I see. So and, – and, pal- and cardboard is such a, a huge commodity that we don't – people don't realize yeah. and understand – you know, so when you think everything we touch in our daily lives, you yeah, know, everything came in two mm-hmm. things: came on a pallet, yeah, <laughs> and came in a cardboard box. So those two industries yeah. go together very, very well. You know, don't be afraid when you pull up to a place. You know, have your little flyer. Tell them what you're about. Tell them, hey. You know, we're in the neighborhood. We're picking up pallets. Hey, I noticed your uh, loading dock stripes are, are missing. You know, we also offer. Oh, I see what you're saying. Stripes. Oh, dude, that's. You know, now now, now you've become yeah. a full yeah. service company. You know, yeah, we pick up your pallets. We're going to haul your cardboard off. I was we're going to pressure wash the building and your sidewalk. Yeah. You know, and. Dude. That's a whole nother dude. Yeah, I was going to say, not to cut you off, but, like, even if you offered to, like, if you you get a magnet roller and, like, walk around, which, like, we should have a whole nother episode committed to this of just, like, extending your business and other services you could offer. So let's not go too far off on a tangent. We'll have to write that one down um, because I think that is a great suggestion. But... Yeah, like it's the it's like you're saying you're like adding value to your business, you know, and like I, I know you, you know what I'm talking about, right? The like magnet rollers that you can just push around. Yeah, dude, like, oh yeah, dude, I do that all the time, and I have had so many customers get so excited because they get they they'll sit there and they're like, well, this pallet guy just yep. you know they they rummage, guys, don't yeah, rummage, like dude. don't sort Take through everything the good if you and, can. and leave the bad. If you're gonna mm. sort through the good and the bad. Stack yeah. them neatly, nice. Yeah. Keep it clean. Uh, you know, and I've had companies do that. Oh well, so and so just tosses them. Okay, I don't do that. I'm taking them all. And then they walk out there, and you're picking up the little mm-hmm. two, three inch pieces yep. of scrap wood and throwing them in the dumpster. You know, they get so excited about that because yeah. they feel like you yeah. care about their business. I agree. You know, and you're not just mm-hmm. another pallet guy you're not just another homeless looking person because pallet guys oh I'm yeah sorry, dude if I'm it's been a long day my beard up. yeah that's why i'm wearing gotcha. a hat today because i need to gotcha. go get a haircut you know i mean i'll there's times i'll i'll show up and i'll look like i'm <laughs> just rolled out of bed and, well, you know i've been sleeping in my truck you know and, and i think that's a lot of the stigma about the pallet industry mm-hmm. too is you get those people 
Yeah. And it's going to yeah. be in every industry. Of course. Whether it's scrap metal or paper, you know, recycling or pallets. Yeah. Try to look yeah. professional, you know. Everybody knows me. I'm usually in shorts. I don't well, care and you're in Texas, too, is. so I'm sure I'm that makes shorts. sense. <laughs> yeah, so... Your your weather's down here in Texas. Right <laughs> oh, now. my weather? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, y'all's weather. Uh, we're oh, supposed really? to get snow again next week. I'm not looking forward to it. So, uh, you know, I have these super high-vis yellow shirts on, everybody. And the only reason why I wear these is one, you know, everybody's like, oh, right, you stand exactly. out. Well, that's the point. But at the same time, shout out to Walmart for your $2.50. Sponsor Corey. Get this fan of sponsorship. Yeah, there you go. Well, because like once a year, mm-hmm. they'll take these high-vis yellow shirts and put them on sale. You get two of them in a pack, That's and they'll sell like them for like $2.50. Super cheap. And so I am guilty. I will go buy every one of them and go to every Walmart in my area. And Walmart... In my area, it's crazy. <laughs> we have a huge distribution center mm-hmm. up in Plainview. Lubbock has, like, I don't know why they felt the need, but w- Lubbock has, like, 10 Walmarts for a I, town of, like, 250,000 people. a little people. excessive. I have one Walmart <laughs> that's, like, <laughs> uh, 25 minutes from me. That's the closest yeah. one. The next one's, like, probably 35 minutes from me. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, I have a Walmart that looks like five blocks from me. But in Lubbock, yes, there are like, and it's crazy because there's a, uh, man, so in Lubbock, there's, I want to say one, like, actual Mm -hmm. grocery store chain, and then there's like HEB, which I know if you were in San Antonio, you you probably went to an HEB. Uh, We have one of those now, and... Dude, they are building these stores on every corner. Like, and huge influx mm. of gas stations. I don't know why. But now we have a gas station on literally every corner in Lubbock, Texas is getting a gas station. Um, let's see, Pack and Sack. Are, so uh, are these... Um, Circle K. These are like businesses that you're, you're going after or... Okay. Nice. Uh, some of them I do, yes. Uh, guys, gas stations, big, big deals because a lot of these companies that bring in Got no means goods, of getting rid of the pallets. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Go talk to them. They'll, yeah. dude, they're and it's small. That you have them because it cleans up their parking lot. It is. It is. Right. Some of them are. You'll get two to three mm-hmm. you know, pallets per deal, but at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. say, hey, can I talk to y'all's district manager? Call the district manager. Hey, I need a list of all your yeah. locations in your district. I will go around and pick up every pallet at every gas station that is out there, and you will be yeah. surprised at how many no, pallets right. you pick up in a day. Mm-hmm. Some of them are going to be chips. Yeah, Some but of if them you're selling them to the yard, you know, and you know, well, absolutely, you know, and I think that's another thing too is is bringing the Chep Corporation. You know, on I would the, love to on here and getting getting that mm-hmm. that nullification, getting it nullified. Yeah. Hey, what yeah. do you want us to do? <laughs> because these pallets, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. What I mm-hmm. used to do when I first started doing pallets 
If I was picking up chips, I was going behind the really? Walmart just to get rid of them. them <laughs> just to get rid of them. Let them be Walmart's problem. They got thousands yeah. and thousands yeah. and thousands of them. You know, and when I worked at Walmart, you know, we would actually load pallets back on the Walmart gotcha. trucks. Yeah, I've heard of that too. I know Home Depot them. does that too, so and like, other places. So, you know, we can, you know, you can, there's so many ways, but I think that just mm-hmm. getting rid of the stigma yeah. of the pallet industry. Yeah. Yeah. And so important. in summary, I think, um, you know, this is, this has been a, a lot of different topics, a lot of different things that we've covered, but I think it's a good example of to just show people one, we are both talkers, so, you know, we're definitely going to be going on some rants. We're going to try and have some topics to cover specifically. But uh, for anybody who tunes in, who chooses to watch this, um, if you want to be on the podcast, if you're in the Facebook groups, feel free to reach out to us directly through there. Uh, you can also try and contact me through the Palette Plug website, through email, if that's another route that's easier for you. Um, I'm, I'm going to post this on YouTube as well. So if you want to comment <clears throat> and ask to be on the show, um, there's that option. And then also just for, um, topics to cover as well. You know, if, if you have an idea of something that you want us to talk about, uh, I think, you know, just feel, feel free to find a way to share it with us. And we want people to contribute. We want people to be willing to, to join the conversation um, get questions answered, you know, just really bring light to the industry and all the different people involved in it and all the different types of ways of being involved. Like we had said in the beginning, environmental impact, software, manufacturing, machinery, equipment, logging, lumber industry, trucking, all of that stuff. If there is some way, shape or form that you're involved in the industry, Feel free to reach out to to one of us and and either ask your questions or or ask to be on the show. That's uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Regulations, yeah, uh, pertaining to pallets. Uh, you know, I know you made the comment about yeah. pallets are just pallet wooden nails, but yes. there's yes. so much yes. behind it when you're dealing with mm-hmm. when you're dealing with heat treated pallets and stuff like that. But yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that on another episode. <laughs> so. Uh, yes. So, and that's another goal too, is I would like to talk to, uh, get the heat treat guys in that, that actually would be cool. oversee the heat treating process. So we can, we can discuss mm-hmm. the, the legalities of it and stuff like that. Because, you know, I've had customers, I had a customer in Canada mm. that we were building pallets for and you know they're like oh well, we can take these pallets to canada yeah. and it's like not unless you heat treat it and so you know they're like oh well the, the lumber's heat treated and i'm like once you put a nail mm. in a pallet it is no longer heat treated so uh <laughs> yeah i was yeah. gonna say i was like oh here we go we could yeah. go again but um all right cool so so we'll end it here so, thank you everybody for tuning in we really appreciate you listening and uh and being a part of this and we hope to to continue on uh, with this and to have everybody come along the journey with us. Anything else you'd like to add, Corey? Absolutely. That's it, man. Just y'all keep yes, picking up pallets. Thanks, guys. Take do. care, everyone.